Let's do read. DC Unlocks. Good. <laughs> oh shit, was that recording? Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Artful Artist Podcast, official podcast of DCM Works. I'm David, DCM Creative Director, Lead Writer. As always, here with my co-host Ben. And singer, apparently. A singer, apparently. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about uh, the Duel of Fates fight scene yep. from the Phantom Menace. From the, the Star Wars Phantom film. film everyone hates. The film everyone nobody bloody likes. No. Um, so, I guess we'll start with the start. We kind of went through it chron- chronologically just before. That's kind of the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, although, having said that, why don't we start with the weaknesses and the strengths, and then we'll go through it chronologically. Yeah, just overall, what do we think? Yeah. So, look, it's it's fine. It's um, the strongest part of the film. It struggles. It, it's weighed down by the rest of the film. Yeah. Um, it's, a, is, it's, yeah. it's a shame. The biggest flaw, and it's like the most obvious one when you're watching it, is just how it gets cut. Is the film the, that it's in. Yeah. It yeah. gets cut between the three other storylines that are going on. At the yeah. And it's bizarre. It doesn't need to happen. Yeah. It's, um, and it's just rough. And even if you like, because we, we skipped all the shit in the middle. Yeah. And you, you watch like where the, the parts of the fight scene end and where they begin. It's just like, you can just like putting them together would just be so much better yeah it and it would be so much it's, simpler and it'll be cleaner yeah. and just um, a lot nicer which i will well. i'm gonna do that and i'll put it on our channel so you yeah. can probably find that on our channel at the moment and i just it's a shame it is you know um i think some of the other weaknesses we talked about um it's really hard to demonstrate injury um they don't do it well at all no one they get kicked a few times yeah, but that's kind of it they they don't really follow a lot of sort of is like with the with the lightsaber fighting itself, they they keep everything in frame. Like when you see a lightsabers clash, like they don't cut on the clash, but they yeah. they still do the annoying like American fight movie thing where they cut on like kicks and things. You see it a lot in like yeah. bad fight yeah. movies where someone will punch someone and it'll cut immediately on the punch connecting yeah. and then it'll cut to them recoiling because they the actors they just don't know how to fight yeah. properly and it makes it really hard it makes it really hard follow. to follow and nothing looks like it's really connecting yeah. it's um, it's kind of the difference between like a really bad fight scene and like uh, the dead Jackie Chan yeah like Jackie Chan yeah. or Daredevil or something and like it, but that's kind of why the lightsaber fighting is good because you see it all like especially, yeah you see all the sabers here yeah especially towards the end where it's just um Darth Maul and Obi-Wan which is my favorite part yeah you see every single hit they just, see they every just hold it and you're like yeah. yes it's so satisfying and they, they let us track it's a tracking shot yeah. of them f- across the screen and yeah so one of the things they don't do well in this film is yeah those lightsabers don't seem to do any damage like they do it much better in The Force Awakens where you know you can catch cloth with sabers yeah. and you see that, that like people come close to being injured whereas in this scene it just seems like it, oh, we're yeah, waiting you, for one blow to connect you either you either get out unscathed or you die. Yeah, that's that's the that's the resolution to this to this which, fight scene, which is fine because the sabers are kind of supposed to be like that, but it doesn't work if you don't like it doesn't work because the fight scene itself has to have like you have to come out of it with like bruised yeah. and bloodied then and they they sort of try to like they go oh Obi Wan comes out of it emotionally hurt but the acting doesn't really hold yeah, up but, but, but what we need to see is we need to see that like his robes have been singed yeah. and he's like got a gash across his chest and like we need to see him injured and like, dirty I almost and wish that he he didn't lose his lightsaber but it got damaged in the same way that you know maybe um 
the same way that Darth Maul's lightsaber gets sort of broken. Yeah, it gets cut in half or whatever. Yeah. Like, if his lightsaber, he didn't lose it, but it, like, it got, like, cut in half. And he yeah. sort of kick, keeps it as, like, a memento. And, like, maybe you see it in the later films. Yeah. It's, like, this broken lightsaber. It's, like, it's, like, a callback. It's, like, that's, that's a takeaway of damage. Whereas he yeah. just sort of gets away unscathed, except for Obi-Wan dying. I mean, Qui-Gon Jinn dying. Yeah. Which is, like, it's, it's sad because I like Qui-Gon Jinn. But at the same time, like, the acting's just not really there to sort of properly portray... Like, you, no one cried when Qui-Gon Jinn yeah, died. What, no one, but like, the problem, they, we, we didn't cry because we spent five minutes beforehand with yeah, other characters. Yeah. Like, if that was a whole sequence, and you get to that point, and what they really need to do is they needed to play, like, you get that Force theme, and then he stabs him, and what we needed is, like, slow down to 75% speed, the Duel of Fates, as he walks over oh, to yeah. Qui-Gon or something. Like, that'd be beautiful. We don't, we don't see that. Or if, yeah, because when he... Like, when he dies, when Qui-Gon Jinn gets stabbed, and, you know, uh, you immediately cut... Yeah, we, you immediately cut to fucking uh, Jar Jar It's, it's so weird. Well, like... But, like, oh. but c- could you imagine, like, how... how if so, they had held it, like... Well, if, so he gets stabbed, and Maul walk... I, the, the, one of the things to talk about in a minute is how amazingly choreographed that is, but then oh, you yeah. get Maul pacing back and forth before Obi, and maybe in that quiet time, you have it really quietly slow down speed of that duel of fates like go inside and you let Obi-Wan's head yeah and you let that thing. music yeah. crawl on your skin as you watch Obi-Wan try and work out what the fuck he's gonna do yeah but it'd be so like it's so rich yeah it's so rich and they, they oh just, it's not there but the strengths of it are that the stakes are super clear as you said you yeah. die or you, you don't die, yeah. um we understand the even, reason for the conflict even when you go um, into the fight you know like someone like people are going to die in the sequence because it's just so because it's a lightsaber fight yeah a lightsaber it is fight. how they normally end yeah um bef- well before the other this is assuming that we've just seen the phantom menace because having seen the two films after that we know that that's often how they don't end for some stupid reason yeah there's um, like, yeah. until until the hand. third film yeah, well, <laughs> yeah that's all that um, happens yeah but so one of the biggest strengths of this is that maul's a really powerful character because he doesn't say a lot he's characterized yeah. by his fighting and his yeah. actions and he kind of becomes this like animal but he's kind of caged at the start, and we'll talk about it in a minute as we go through it, but he starts off as caged, and when he ends, it's like, yeah. Maul becomes uncaged, and that's really his downfall. I mean, like, not to be wanky, but, like, he is kind of like a phantom, because he's sort of, he, like, he doesn't say anything, he's not really characterized, he's just, he's just bad. Like, yeah. he just comes along, and you're like, shit. He just comes along, and he fucks shit up. Yeah, and especially um, the way he looks. It's yeah. just, like, he's very characterized I mean, as just being a bad... He's just a, a bad, bad time. He's a bad guy. <laughs> like, yeah. it's... And that's just the truth of it. I think that's really powerful. Um, it's kind of... It's much better in The Clone Wars. Um, when oh, he yeah, comes the back Clone to Wars life. a lot more interesting. Um, and particularly, I think, if anyone who hasn't... If you go and listen to... Um, Gabriel Bergmoser, who I interviewed last week, he has a movie maintenance episode where he pitches an Obi-Wan... Uh, Darth Maul anthology film set on Tatooine during the years between Return and Force yeah. Awakens and it's brilliant. If you haven't listened to it at home, go listen to it. It's gorgeous and it perfectly it perfectly recovers the errors that fight made and makes it into what it should have yeah. been. But so we're gonna just kinda go through it sort of relatively chronologically. Yeah. Um so we come off the back of Jar Jar dicking around in a field and we get those doors slide open. Yeah, and that's... It's a great reveal. That reveal is just... It's so satisfying. It's phenomenal camera work because the doors become the letterboxing on the TV, you know? And if you you ignore the the kind of bad edits they make where they... Like, basically, they should have stayed on that shot of Darth Maul a lot longer. Oh, yeah. When it opens and he's kind of hunched over and he's wearing his cloak and... And, and like, the the shot where he sort of takes his... um, 
takes his hood off. But he hasn't like, yet looked up. I think that's so powerful. Yeah, like they, they should have kept that. They should have kept that as one, like one long shot. Like it might yeah. obviously the cut in the center to go to the um the close up. But like, don't we don't need the awkward reaction? They have yeah. They put they throw in this weird reaction, which clearly isn't, you know, like it doesn't look real because you know they're just like they it was cl- yeah. If if they had filmed it in a way where none of those actors had seen Darth Maul like in his makeup, it probably would have looked a lot oh. nicer. Because if they had like when you see him, you're like, dude, he's a fucking weird dude. And if those actors for the first oh, time, oh my god, that would have been so powerful. Because that's the first time the characters see Darth Maul. Yeah, but it's clearly not the first time the actors see him, so you can tell they're kind of just like, "Oh, it's Darth Maul." You're like, "No yeah. one's believing." You know me. what? What would have been great is if is if they're like, "Okay, um, he's just gonna be a regular Maul's... dude," and they bring it up, and it's like, "What the Could, fuck?" And and you have to tell you have to you say to Qui Gon and Obi Wan, you're like, "You guys have to not react. You have to just like play it cool." Yeah. Well, could, you, could well, you imagine the complex acting that would go on as in their heads they're reacting and they're trying not to react as people that would come through as the Jedi trying to stay cool. Yeah. Because that would be so good. And like, then, that's so rich. And, like, the line where Qui-Gon says, we'll handle this. Like, if the oh. actors hadn't seen... Like, that would it, it, that whole sort of interaction would have been a lot more powerful. Like, unfo- like I wish they were never there in the first place, because then that breaks off into another storyline we end up following. <sighs> but, but you're right. Like, to if, fix that, it needs more yeah. gravity. And you do that with that lingering shot, with that yep. reaction after the fact. Um, you know, we get this wheel deal with this line. It's the only line we get before the fight starts. And it's I think the that's only great. Line it's the only line we need for the entire fight, <laughs> which is great because that's what we saw in Return of the Jedi, where you know Luke comes in, he this uh, Vader's like, oh, you've grown in power, but you're not a Jedi yet, and then it's on, and yeah. they draw sabers and they clash. You don't need what we saw in uh, in in the Clone Wars film, where you get this bunch of dialogue that we don't need, and they're testing each other's they're Force strength, talking to each other, and they're like, the fight. they're like, oh, it's time to test. You can't decide with the Force test with our lightsabers. You don't need that. <laughs> what you need is that these characters know it's on. Yeah. Like, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, they don't need Maul to be like, I'm a Sith. They go, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's on. You know? Which is great. So I think that's really, really powerful. Um, and then we get the great derobing sequence. Yeah. Where it's kind of like, as you said, taking off their weighted armor. It's, it's their or like, weighted armor. It's their Dragon Ball Z weighted armor. And it, armor. It, it signposts the stakes and the climax. Because yep. we haven't seen them do this in a sword fight yet. No. The only sword fights we've seen are on the desert planet where he's wearing his robe, but at the start where they're wearing their robes. Yeah. And this is a great moment where they de-robe for the first time and the theme kicks in and it's beautiful. And the thing is, is that Darth Maul, like, they all de-robe. It's not just... Yes. It's not just, like, one or the other. Like, they, like, both sides understand that, like, if if it was, like, a case where, like, you know, just the Jedi de-robed, but, like, Darth Maul kept it on, that would be, like, a weird sort of power play where Darth Maul's basically saying, like... I can fight. This will take no time. Yeah, but because they both do it, it's like it's an understanding. Sort of, yeah, it's like a, it's like a mu- weird mutual respect. Yeah, thing. it's just like we are going to have a fight. This is how. And, yeah, and someone is go- and it's like it's the same thing with with the stakes where it's just like we are going to fight to the end. No robes, none of this bullshit. Someone is going to no die. No just yeah, like... It, it, it lets us know that this... Four stocks, final This shit is real. Like, <laughs> like, it's... It's Ash has turned his cat backwards. Yeah. It's the same signpost, you know? Um... Then we get some weird stuff where Anakin ends up in space, yeah. which we don't need. But I think we can from now on we can just ignore. Yeah, just stupid. So I'll, what I'll do is I'll mention them to to remind you of how annoying of how it is in the actual yeah. scene. Because um, what because what you miss is the build up to what comes next, which is usually something amazing. Which is the problem. What, is that... what we should see, and I think what could have made this really good, and this would have been you couldn't do it now because they've obviously not filmed it. But like he, they derobe, and you get more. I think what we should have seen is more really slowly pull his lightsaber from his belt and then fire off one blade 
and then fire pause. Off, fire off one blade, pause, and then, and then fire, then off, the fire off the other blade. And, and the, there is a slight oh. pause between it when you see it, and it, it's satisfying, like, seeing the one blade, and then... But it should be longer. I think the... I think because it's sort of like just before the one blade goes off, he fires the second one. You kind of, it catches you off guard. I think if there was a pause, you'd be like, oh, something's happening. And then you see the other one, you're like, oh, that's why it's really long. But I think seeing it go like, like first one fire and the second one just fires out of nowhere, you're like, what the shit? The other thing that I would have done is I would have killed the, I know the music dims, but I would have killed it completely. I would have gone, because he goes, da 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 What I would have done is I would have gone, da 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 like i would have i would have i would have held on that because it's such a powerful like oh shit they are totally like that's the first sense you get that they might be when you when you do that with the music when you pull it off the beat people notice yes and they go oh whoa you're like oh "Oh," shit and you bring the music back i mean it's oh (laughs) it's the reason the ending of desolation of smaug is so good is because uh there's a smaug flies from the dwarven place and the entire score cuts off and the only sound is his flapping wings yeah but it's really quiet and he flies over and he goes i am fire i am death or whatever and then complete silence no score then you have bilbo go what have we done fade to black and then ed sheeran's beautiful haunting song yeah. i see fire gives me i've got goosebumps just thinking about it <laughs> beautiful they could have done something similar where he ignites the saber and you get silence and then we should have had the other cybers ignite sabers ignite then you get the music yeah because the sabers igniting is so that's just like it's it's it's, it's a, on it's such a star Wars it's thing. like it's going we're doing yeah. it the fight's on um so that's that's how i would tweak that particular moment but aside from the fact that the dual lightsaber was ruined in the trailer i still think it's great um, yeah because i mentioned the when you said that i was like well the the weird longsword lightsaber from yeah, that episode in... 7 was also spoiling training. Yeah. I think, I saw, I read an article, or it was a video or something, where the reason they do that is, you know, to make the trailer, like, t- like talkable, like, mentable. It's not just like, oh, have you seen that trailer about the new Star Wars? Well, yeah, like, yeah was it looks this... good. It's just like, have you seen the trailer about the new Star Wars? What the fuck is up with that lightsaber? Yeah, that's, like, it's, it's great. Yeah, 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 like, it was. It's just marketing. And, and it's, like, it's a little it's unfortunate that they sort of spoil. Yeah, but, I mean, it's, it's how the world works, yeah. I guess, which is unfortunate. But, um... Okay, so let's talk about the start of the fight. So, straight off the bat, Obi Wan does a flip. <laughs> okay, so this here's flip. the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Is that you can start your fight with a flip. I don't care, but you can't start your fight with a flip that he will later use to kill yeah. Darth Maul. That will later that he that he to will get later surprised by that, the flip. that will later get his apprentice's legs cut off for yeah. doing the very same so, thing. So the you flip- can't do that. So also, why would you do that? He would just skill you. He would just cut just your legs ding, off. You d- yeah. No, he would just go. You know what he'd do? You'd flip, and he'd go. <laughs> yeah, he'd just stab it it's, off at you. Like the, it's a, the flip is fuck. just kind of like they clearly just wanted to set up the 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 part of Darth Maul yeah. fighting someone behind him and in front of him at the same yes, time. Yes, which, which is fine. You, you know how you can do that? You, you make know, him walk around. You know how you do that? You have him. You have him run at him, clash blades, and just walk past. You, yeah, you you have him. You have Darth Maul parry him behind him. Yes. Yeah, you have like oh. him make a like make a strike and have Darth Maul. You or, know, like do Obi-Wan, some real Yeah, Obi Wan maneuver himself around the back because that's what you would do to try and fight him from both angles yeah. to get him off guard. So like the idea is there, but just why? They, I don't I, understand. I mean, the idea is there, and then they were thinking. They're Jedi. They wouldn't do any of this fancy fighting stuff. They'd just flip over him, which is unfortunate. Which they then proceed to do the rest of the fight as fancy fight stuff. Yeah, which, which is, is it's just I mean, jarring. Yeah, the there's a lot of like ridicule on the most of the lightsabers fight in the prequels where they don't exactly swing for the opponent. But you wouldn't be. 
Well, because they're taught. Because like, if you think about the way that you learn how to sword fight, pretty much what you do is you have about four or five blows where you're not actually trying to hit them. You're trying to get them off guard. Then you just kill them. Yeah, that's how a normal sword but fight. But you still you still aim for the body. You don't yeah. you don't you don't aim for the tip of this. Well, that's true. But the other thing is that swords in real life don't bounce off each other. No, they well, swords are also heavy. Yeah, in real so life. like in in lights, there's like bang. So the idea there would be like bang, and they would be slightly off balance. Then you come in with the lightsaber, yeah. like it. It makes sense. It just happens think, too much. But like, I think if you just sort of like, you're like, whatever. Real life sword fighting doesn't exist. If you sort of ignore that and you mm. just look at the fight, the way, whenever someone dies, basically Qui Gon, um, it's not through just the traditional sword fighting clashes. It's something else. He gets yeah. He gets like parried. Like his the his lightsaber. His like the hilt of his lightsaber gets parried by the hilt of Darth Maul. Yeah. I mean, Ray kicks Kylo Ren back and then gets yeah. him. So. so they do a lot of sort of... It's like a lot it's of the, the dirty, lights... It's the dirty fighting yeah, that seems the, to win the fight. There's fights. a lot of weird like, lightsaber... Like, whenever someone dies, it's always because of some weird combo to do nothing with clashing of lightsabers. Yeah. So it's just like some weird like parry to get them off guard and then just whatever lightsaber. But then you get like, you know, the flip. The flip that yeah. kills... But anyway, we'll anyway, get to that. <laughs> yeah, so we get a little bit of good fighting in the hallways. Um, Maul does that weird thing where he uses a piece of debris to open the door, which yeah. is okay, but as we said, like, it feels... It's just a bit, it's just a bit too much. Yeah, I think if the door just opened behind them, no one would notice. Yeah, it's a kind of unnecessary action exposition yeah. that we don't really need. Because he, he very it, look, overtly it's, it's fine. points at the object. Yeah, it's fine, because then... it lets us know that he can use the Force, which we need for later, because that's how he catches Qui-Gon off guard. But... Well, he catches uh, Obi-Wan off guard with it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But what would be better is if he didn't use it, because that would catch Obi-Wan even more off guard. Yeah. yeah. So it, it catches the audience off guard as well. Also, the thing, that, you mentioned this when we were talking about it, I really like the idea that that way the environment is kind of bending to this fight yeah, scene. So and like, it's like allowing them to fight. Yeah, the idea that it's just like, this fight is so important that even even the building they're in knows that it, it shouldn't get in the way. It's like, yeah. I should just open because I don't want to be in the way of this fight. Which like, is great. Which like, is kind of funny. And you could just say it's like, oh, one of them just, like, force push the button. Like, you don't have to have that weird debris thing. Or I'm sure they have automatic doors. Yeah, like, it's fucking Star Wars. Star Wars. (laughs) Like, yeah, it's... Yeah, automatic hammer doors. Yeah, plus also the door opens automatically when they walk up to it when he's there the first time. So... (laughs) Yeah, it it does. It clearly is an automatic door. Whatever. But, yeah, so... Then we get sort of this 2v1 thing, and we clearly start to realize that together they can... They are an equal match for more, but separate as we start to see them kind of flake off back and forth the jedi are really no match for maul one-on-one well i think it's more of like like maul as soon as like it's in the one v one-on-one confrontation of confrontation 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 wow confrontation fight between i can't words right now (laughs) the fight between when it's just maul and uh qui-gon yeah you never really see maul like just immediately overwhelm Qui-Gon so like we, you see it a lot through the fight he's clearly just kind of toying with them he's just like you know just blocking essentially he's just yeah. playing defense he's just waiting to sort of almost well, get into a situation where it's advantageous for him to you know do he's the kind final of, blow I mean he's kind of toying with them and yeah. like what we start to realize um, is that Maul isn't even angry yet, and he's just... He's just going through the motions. Yeah, and whereas you see, like... You see a lot more emotion. You see Qui-Gon get really focused. Yeah. As, uh, so that particular scene where uh, Obi-Wan gets kicked off the ledge yeah, and sort of falls. down a bit. You yeah. see Qui-Gon get, like, super focused, and he goes and he starts to repel Maul. That's the first time we see Qui-Gon really go in. Yeah, because like, at that point, choom, choom, he's always like, okay, I am, it's just me, I have to. Yeah. You know, I have to push. But the, and the great conflict there is that Darth Maul seems to just be 
banging them away like it's nothing. Yeah. He's still going through the motions, whereas Qui-Gon is really focused and zen. Yeah. And so then we get sort of the, the beginning of the climax of the fight where they get sort of that first the kick. Dollars, yeah. um, this is great because we're kind of reminded that Jin and Maul aren't actually matched. It takes all of Jin's strength to actually, and focus, to keep repelling Maul. So that's yeah. good. Uh, we then get the introduction of the proper climax and the ultimate complication where we get those doors that yeah, come that come down. laser doors. Um, and this struggles with the conceit of the world because we saw at the start of the film they dash through a hallway yeah, in a heartbeat. At the very start of the film you see them have super speed where they can just... where they run away from the droids. Yeah. The droidicas. And this is in the... Ones. And we know that people can do this in extended canon but for some reason... Everyone forgets he can do this. Yeah, like they, it, it's, it's it's just, just a plot. It's plot just holes. a plot, hole, just a plot uh, which is fine. Yeah, which is whatever. Um, we get some quiet time where uh, you get uh, uh, Qui Gon Jinn kneels, which is great, and he yeah. closes his eyes. He's meditating, he's meditating, and Maul is pacing like this wild animal. Yeah, and you see, and when Maul taps the taps the field with his lightsaber, it's like it's it serves like two purposes. One, it's it's telling the audience like they can't just like. It's not a door. They can't lightsaber through the door. Know, like yeah. this is blocking, but it's also as a way of showing just like Darth Maul's impatience. He's just like this stupid like. Yeah. He's almost like seeing like, can I get through this wall? It's like no, all right, I'll just I just he's, have to he's wait. He's so keen to get it done. with. Yeah. And again, like this, this has this quiet time has issues with the fact that it literally gets broken up by more action. There's a smash cut. It's a smash cut to an explosion, explosion, which is really jarring. Which is super because what we need there is just quiet. Yeah. Because that's the point we need. And it and when it returns, it comes back to more like the the lesser the sort of tail end of the quiet time, which is nice because it's like all right, you know, we're back to sort of they, that. they give us half a second of quiet. They give us a little bit more, and then yeah. as soon as the doors open, you know, Qui Gon just on. goes in. He, he's just he's ready. He doesn't even open his eyes. He no, he just he he you don't, you don't really even see him like go through the motions of standing up and then going in. He's, he's just he's lurching. He just moves in, he's in, yeah. yeah. Um, and he draws his blade, and it's on. Yeah, and it is on big time. And Qui Gon Jinn is—he's—he's sort of—he's sort of been preparing himself in that meditating moment. Yeah, and he's ready, and he goes, and Maul is blocking him, and we see—you get the—you get the sort of uh, shot of um, Obi Wan like running through the doors and then getting and they blocked get up again, slammed, yeah. which is kind of like, like as a viewer, you're like, okay, whatever. Like if it's kind of annoying having that like three minute time period. Yeah, because you, you want Obi Wan to catch up, yeah, it, and be in the fight again, and having to wait another, you know, like another segment of time, is kind of annoying. Yeah, and of course we're supposed to feel Obi Wan's impatience, but we don't. We feel annoyed and because we've had three minutes of yeah. other crap. And the problem is you can't like the scene is. It's not like the scenes made worse by the fact that Obi Wan gets blocked twice. Because when Obi Wan gets blocked the first time, you get the really good quiet time of Qui Gon, yeah, meditating. Which is if you if you just cut the scene. For it, so it's just the fight scenes. That quiet time is really good because it's it's like just at the start of the third act of the fight. Yeah, it's it's, right it's, the climax, it's the pause, and it's it's a really it's like the nice, quiet before yeah, the storm. It's a really nice quiet time. You know and, what? It, it's yeah, it, it's the it's the like, moment in Lord of the Rings when they're at uh, they're at the White City and Gandalf yeah. and Pippin are sitting on the balcony. Yeah, and they see the the, the pillar of light in the background. Yeah. And like Sad cutting scene. and like if they'd cut it so that just. You know, Qui Gon and Darth Maul make it through, and they're still fighting, and then Obi Wan just goes through. Like you wouldn't, you'd miss out on that, and it would yeah. seem kind of like, oh, there's so much going on. So I mean, it's as a viewer, like that, like the the plot of you know Obi Wan getting blocked twice. It's kind of annoying, but like it makes up for it with what it gives you. Well, because the other thing it gives you is you get to see Obi Wan react yeah. to the fight. I think you like you can't have you can't have the scene without 
Obi-Wan being stopped at the last door. It's just the him being stopped beforehand. He's so it's close like, to helping. Mm, yeah, it's like... Uh, and it's... you start... The minute that that scene turns and you start to see Maul... Uh, so initially, Jin is repelling Maul, and then yeah. Maul gets the upper hand. And it's a very brief span of time between when that turn occurs and when the stabbing happens. Yeah, it's it just happens in an instant as well. Like, the initial... Like, the... The sort of one-two hit where he just it's like blocks bang, bang. and stabs. It's just immediate. You're like, it just comes out of nowhere. It, it, you're suddenly reminded that this whole time Darth Maul has been holding Yeah, him. and that's the thing because you're just like, wow, he probably could have done that at any he's point. Because he's on the back foot and then he... He just flips it around. He just goes, one, two, three, four, one, two, stab, you're dead. Yep. That's it. Like, that's it. Like, it's and not... Then, and probably the, the funniest part... Is just as soon as he stabs him, you see him. He doesn't even look at him. He's he just turns away. around and walks off towards Obi. Brilliant! And you're just like, oh my god! It's so well, that's so well done. I think that's yeah. some great character because it's like, oh, next, give right, me the next, next one. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really great. So I think that one's great. Um, we get some awesome. It's more characterization of Darth Maul. It's yeah. fantastic. Then we get more pacing and waiting. And again, like before, we got sort of this caged animal that was waiting now we've got the this is this is Darth Maul unleashed he's yeah. ready like he's standing there he's uncaged and Obi-Wan has this look of like oh what the fuck am I gonna do on his face yeah then we get more quiet time that's ruined basically you get the, another annoying cut ugh. but yeah. then we get a great reversal of the earlier scene where Jin was meditating yeah. instead Obi-Wan is in the same spot but he looks terrified yeah and he's he's yeah it's this it's this big sort of difference where you're thinking like, well, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn, he was like meditating, but he got taken out. It's just like, you know, is this What's gonna this kid be, who's freaking out? Yeah, it's like, this is going to be horrible. Like, he's going to get destroyed. And the fight that follows does a lot of really clever fake-outs where they will do moves. You know, he as soon as the door opens, it's just straight into the action. Obi- Obi-Wan and launches. And it's, it's like, that's my favorite segment of the whole fight is just the... Because it's a lot more visceral. It's a lot more close. It's a lot faster. So it's and like it's, it's not fast and hard to watch because they they hold the shot for a long time. Yeah, and you're the, able to see all the actions. The blade strikes are very sort of not repetitive, deliberate. but they're they're deliberate, yeah. and it's like you see the entire shot. Yeah, it's it's probably some of the best lightsaber fighting in the prequels. Is that just that segment? <laughs> it's it's almost up there with that initial fight scene um, in Revenge of the Sith where Obi and Anakin clash near the ship and you get like a solid 30 seconds of them just clashing blades and then they go into a hallway but that yeah. first bit that you know that sequence where uh obi-wan and maul are fighting very similar just like back and forth back and yeah. forth back and forth and like obi-wan goes on tilt like he just goes in yeah and you get you get some really like like really fake out moments we think someone's just about to yeah, get Yeah, you get, you get like a little small victory. They'll do a motion Obi-Wan. that's very similar to how Qui-Gon just got killed, where they'll sort of, they'll block with the hilt rather than the blade. Yeah. And then go for a swing, and it'll just, like, it, in one It's a great way he swipes it. And it destroys part of the lightsaber. Yeah. yeah and, or it'll just, it'll swipe and it'll just, just miss, and you're just like, oh, oh, right on the edge of your seat. So you get you get really into it, because that's when you start seeing that destruction. Yeah. And you're like, oh, something's going to happen. And then they do the... Well, they just do the rug pull and, and yeah, false and so Obi Wan is really like he looks physically like he's trying to keep up and he's struggling like on his face, and Maul does this great flip that looks effortless. Yeah, and you're like, oh, Maul is still not really trying. Yeah, like it's great. Um, and then you get sort of, um, yeah. So Maul snarls, and then you get once again Maul uncaged, and he force pushes Obi Wan 
yeah. off the like, like at this point center. you kind of forget that false pushing is a thing yeah and, and it's, you're like I think, oh okay <laughs> that's i think that's largely why it takes obi-wan off guard yeah is that he's forgotten too because he's, he's so into he's this fight just so yeah he's so focused on i'm going to slash him with my blade he's he's almost yeah he's like forgotten he's become very one-dimensional yeah he's forgotten that oh i'm a jedi he's forgotten about the, the he's forgotten about the force yeah but um, then well, the, the trade-off where he, he uses the oh, fort. It's oh, brilliant. It's very so, clever. So you get so he's he's hanging on from the le- he's yeah. hanging on from the, 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 the ledgy knob thing. Um and this is like the big hero at the mercy of the And this is almost where it flips where Darth Maul forgets about the fort. Wait, so what happens is Darth Maul sort of is so eager to kill this kid. He's like slashing. He's slashing. The floor and he's he could pacing. he could he could force push this kid. Yeah, you could off, just he could take but him. But he's so eager to cut him. He's, he's like cut him, yeah. fucking slashing. And what you get is you get Darth Maul. Uh, forgets that he's part of the Force, and Obi Wan suddenly remembers. Yeah. And you get the beautiful music chime in, and yeah. you see the lightsaber, and you, and you like, see in your mind, you're like, yeah. and there's this great scene where you you pan up to Maul's face, and he's he sort of snarls, and then you go, you know, uh, Obi Wan jumps, grabs the lightsaber, flips, unlimbers it, and buries it through Maul's chest, and it's the, you know, the first real use of Force. Uh, of obi-wan and he realizes that to win he has to let go of his emotion of focus yeah maul doesn't win because he doesn't let go of his of, yeah. of um he, of, he, of his he gets of the his upper emotions. hand through the use of the force but then he just sort of ignores it it was just, it's a tool for him yeah whereas obi-wan realizes and remembers he's part of it yeah and it works for him and that's why you get that strike and thus his downfall and that's a beautiful and it could have been it's a beautiful moment it could have been so rich like it's the way that these fight scenes are constructed are such rich storytelling, and yeah. they're fucking ruined <laughs> by just some odd yeah. cuts, some weird choices with like the way that they did. Um, you know, I think particularly that initial fight where they fight through the doorway. There's some weird choices, but like that turn. Yeah, some in, in the the in the start of the fight. There's some weird like camera shots where it's like. They're sort of like they're wide angle, but the characters are really close. Yeah, and some weird overexposed long lens shots. Yeah, there's like... some there's some weird camera shit going on with the CGI, but it sort of gets the the last segment, basically the doors and onwards are just great because yeah. that that whole part is mostly practical apart from the doors, obviously. Yeah, um, and you can tell because it's sort of the most real fight. It's well, because it, it, it feels like, and I think the other thing is like it always feels like the blows are hitting, which is yeah. something that 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 film really fails to do because <laughs> yeah. they're hitting droids most of the time. Yeah. Whereas in that end sequence, you're like, oh, these these strikes are actually, actually it's actually a fight. Yeah, and you get yeah. the you know clipping the walls and all that other stuff, and I think that really adds to the sort of not even the melodrama or anything, but like it just it makes it feel more grounded. Yeah. And I mean it. The, the the difficulty, and I've talked about this before, the difficulty with these prequels is there is so much good in them, but there's no way near there's shit. no way near enough good. No, um, it's like you know what it's like. Someone said this the other day. They're like the prequels are like the uh, Bush Junior presidency. Some good, but no one near enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing. It's like yeah, you know, there's it's probably the most political we'll ever get on this show. But um, <laughs> yeah, like it's a shame. And this, I mean, there's such beautifully thought out fight scenes and that like the weight and the way that that turns at the very end when he remembers the force yeah that moment is beautiful and it's beautifully recreated in the force awakens when ray closes her eyes and she goes i mean i think that's that's just a that's a general um sort of star wars trope yeah 
is just they will there will be fight scenes where they're on the back end and they will sort of you know use it's the use the force well it's it's it's, that, it's remembering yeah it's remembering that, yeah. like that there you know even though it is a sci-fi universe that there's this underlying mythical religious bullshit yeah that they're all a part of and it's like okay and it's like that they sort of like lock into it and it's tapping into your inner yeah focus and like of. the jewel of fates has like easily the best example of that in the prequels because nothing else really has that yeah i mean the and like the the because <sighs> when you think of the payoff so the payoff for the jewel of fates is the you know he uses the force to to win the payoff for this episode two doesn't have one because it's shit but the payoff but the payoff for the third film when anakin gets his legs cut off isn't a force thing it's just a it's literally just like, don't jump at me, I have the upper hand. He, he screams at it, he says, I have the tactical advantage, and he just gets cocky and jumps and dies because he just made a bad move. Like, it wasn't really... That's not a payoff. Yeah, like, it wasn't it's... really based in, like, oh, like, Obi-Wan, I mean, yeah, Obi-Wan's like, oh, I, use, I have to use the Force to defeat my friend. I have to, like, disconnect the fact that he's my friend. You sort of get that after where he's just like, you know... He's like, oh, you were the chosen one. I hate you. Like that bullshit. Yeah, and you don't need like he that. just he just dies because of a tactical error rather than one Ru- of the characters developing. Yeah, like it, you know, I think it would have been interesting if like Obi Wan sort of had to like re- had to make a decision to actually attack him, not react. Yeah. And like we'll we'll talk about that when we eventually do an analysis of that scene. But I think in Jewel of Fates, scene. yeah. And, <laughs> but I think I think in Jewel of Fates, like the thing that makes it interesting is that the turn is so well conceived. And it's just bogged down by garbage. And it's such a shame. Yeah. And, like, I could say, you know, everything wrong with the prequels has been said a hundred times. So what I do now is I try to focus on the positive. Because there are good (laughs) stuff, there's good stuff in there. There is good stuff. And, you know, this fight scene is one of them. And I think the biggest thing to take away from this is that turn where he realizes the Force. It's a great payoff because... The payoff, the whole point of a fight scene is that the, some character changes afterwards. Yeah. And what happens is you start the scene with life, you end it with death, and the ultimate uh, conclusion that you reach from Obi-Wan's character moves from this kid to this person that realizes, this Jedi that realizes that the Force is within him and is sort of this thing that he has to be mindful of. Yeah. And that kind of then becomes his character, where that's sort of, he doesn't necessarily obey the tenants as well as all the other Jedi, but he's really deeply connected to the Force. Yeah, and I think the, you know, because, again, with the idea that in that fight scene, you either go out unscathed or you die, at least physically. Yeah. Like, the obviously the sort of, he come like, Obi-Wan comes out, like, emotionally scarred because Qui-Gon dies. Yeah. And they're sort of portrayed as being good friends, which is cool, because I like Liam Neeson. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, the acting kind of falls flat and you don't really see a lot of it. So he does kind of come out of it like physically fine and like emotionally fine so the 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 whole payoff of him you know like growing as a jedi is really probably the it's really all left yeah it's all there's left and you see it like when that might be opening the film with when yeah and like with the later films like two and three you sort of see him like take on that whole role of being like sort of the wise one quote unquote even though he's still kind of cocky well he's still he's still like a pretty he's a bit loose like he has a drink at the bar and stuff Yeah. yeah And he does, and he uses Jedi mind tricks on fucking everyone, which is always fun. Which is great, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like it's, it's a great, like it's got great stuff in it, and a really good way. So, like, if you're constructing your own fight scene, it's a great thing to look at. To I mean, it's like if you're making if you're making a fight scene, rule one, 
don't put five other storylines in between your like party of Vice. Yeah, name. it's this. Like, that is the like the it's biggest. It's so simple. Like going back and what like I recommend that just watch an edit of Jewel of Fates, like whatever we're putting up, or I think um you know there's plenty of edits that They're just take there. Jewel of Fates. Yeah, and just spl- and just get rid of all the shit. Like j- if you want to go watch Jewel of Fates, watch that. Don't watch it in the film because you'll be in- you'll just be following all these different storylines, which is like one of them is. Anakin as a kid, which we all know is just bad. One of them is Jar Jar Binks, and the other one is politics. And then you have a really good fight scene. It's like the thing that was most surprising uh, about that is every time it cut away, we were like, "Oh no!" Yeah, like every time it cuts away, we knew it was coming. We've seen this film like eight times. We knew it was coming, and we still were like, "No, no, that means that fight scene must be so good." (sighs) Oh, and it's like such a shame, you know. It's like, you think back to, like, what they were thinking, and they were probably thinking, like, oh, it just gets people, like, it's like a cliffhanger. Mm. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, but it's like six mini cliffhangers one after another. It's just, we just, like... Yeah, I... It's basically how they cut, like, the most annoying cut to me is where they cut halfway through the quiet time. Yeah, because that's what you really need. Because that's what you really need. And then it smash cuts to an explosion. It's just... But that, I mean, uh, that quiet time is a beautiful takeaway as well. Like, it's really important. It is good. It, I love it for Qui- um, Qui-Gon's character, because yeah. he's, he's easily my favorite character in the prequels, even though he's in one film, just because I like Liam Neeson. Yeah, he does um, a good job. Yeah, and he's, a, he's like, a pretty interesting Jedi in the extended universe as well. So seeing oh, him yeah. in the film is really, great. is really cool, and, like, yeah. the meditation is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's probably, that's pretty probably, about, it. It's probably about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just you know, it's sort of fight scenes. It's just, a great fight scene, just marred by an average. It's just because of the film it's in. It yeah, it's the packaging isn't great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much it for this episode. Uh, where can people find us, Ben? Twitter DCM underscore works. Yeah. YouTube with DCM dot works. With DCM dot works. Um, our URL of our website is also DCM dot works. Yep. Uh, we also follow hashtag AFA Pod. Let us know what you thought of um mm-hmm. of the Jewel of Fates fight scene. You can hit us up in our email. That's all down below. Uh, otherwise, that's pretty much it. So we'll see you guys next week yes. or next episode. <laughs> Bye. Because those three things are there. It's like it's exceptionally good. Hey, I could do it in a heartbeat and make millions, but it would feel like gouging my soul out. Yeah, Jurassic Park's a little more like DDR. If Shrek is a very tough creature, can he actually own land and want to kick them off? Where did that come from? You have to make a lot of shit up to make good art. Yeah, yeah. that's like that's just the truth. Like,